I didn't think it could get any worse. Then I had to go and turn on harmless phosphorescence. This is Throw Smiley, and Mom, I need to call you back. Something magical is happening. Who's joining me this week? <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh Cece, and when I need to remember a complex equation, I tattoo it on my body. <laughs> I'm Brian Letch, and I'll be narrating this whole episode from the couch. <laughs> I'm Alaric Weber, and I'm highly weaponizable. And it's true. I, I often just throw him at people. Uh, uh, this is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show, it is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You, you can be a patron too. Just head on over to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We got lots of bonus content there. We've got a Star Wars miniseries, holiday shows. We do music shows every week coming at you. The American Top Four, where we count down four new songs every week that we nominate. Um, and we've got the monthly movie for a buck a month. You can get an extra podcast, Ooh. the monthly movie. Guys, we have a yeah. winner for August. Oh, yes, I've been in suspense all week. All right. Um, So the Any guesses? Wait, we won't take long, but any guesses, guys? Well, I'm going to say the options were. So, so, all right, right, right. So the options options were Little Monsters, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Ghostbusters 2, and Roadhouse, because we were choosing from the year 1989. Oh, it's definitely Bill and Ted. Um, I don't know, uh, because I think Ghostbusters 2 might have broken through. All right, we each chose one of the three. All right, so here we go. Um, we, Little Monsters got a total of 11 votes. Damn. We had a tie for second place. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure tied with Ghostbusters 2 with 22 votes each. <laughs> Roadhouse oh, squeaked Christmas. by in the end with 25 votes. Yes. It was win? so oh close my. at the wow. end. This is, like, this is like this uh, is like another uh, every which way but loose. Yeah. Kind of situation. The Dark right. Horse um, Dark Horse I don't know. Movie, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it came in right at the end. Um, there, the alt Facebook was overwhelmingly Roadhouse, wow. Um, and uh, Instagram, um, was skewed a little Roadhouse. Uh, uh, Jerry Wagner, <laughs> um, actually was the one voted 20 times. <laughs> My well, he might have, I don't know, but <laughs> his his uh, his his vote on Instagram is the one that tipped it over from a three way tie, and then there were a few more on a on a uh, Facebook that came in afterwards. Thank you, Jerry. Wow. He knows what's up. Yeah. Um, I'm maybe I'm ashamed to admit I have yet to see Roadhouse in my. Are life. you shitting? Wow. Me? I am. I am not shitting you. I don't think I've seen it since 1990, but wow. Oh, really? Yeah. It's oh, been it's a long one time. One of my like uh, every now and then like Point Break, you know, like tickles me. 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to revisiting this thing because I am crazy for Swayze. Um, <laughs> and Ben um, Gazzara and Sam Elliott. Oh God, that's right, Sam Elliott. And the Jeff Healy band. Yeah. Who was? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the Watchmen HBO series. Uh, what was the name of the the lead character? The, um, the, uh, the not the, the character, but the the, act, the actress. Um, oh, the actress. Oh, Regina, Regina, no, King? Regina King? Yeah. Watchmen? Yes. Yeah, Regina oh, yes. King. Oh, yes, yeah, Regina okay. King. You're right. Yeah, You're um, right. I heard her on uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR. Um, oh. And she admitted to having a crush on Sam Elliott, and when she was asked why, she brought up Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. I, I actually heard that that's, like, Roadhouse Sam Elliott is, like, like, Specifically, Roadhouse Sam Elliott is like a thing for like a lot of ladies. You'll see why. of a certain age. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it's yeah, it's undeniable. You'll see. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I get the papers. Um. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be fun. Uh. So uh, a buck a month is all you need to listen to our monthly movie, guys. Uh, Roadhouse will be coming out later the month of August. Um, 1989. We choose a different uh, year every month, and then we uh, each nominate a song. You guys vote on it, and then we do a episode on it. So, stay tuned it for that. It would have been fun if uh, we had nominated and Batman '89 had won. <laughs> oh God, and we did Batman again, <laughs> just again, like all the things we uh, did. Oh God. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. That's Patreon.com/slash/HarmlessEntertainment. Dollar a month is all you need. However, on a uh, harmless phosphorescence right now we are not going to be talking about roadhouse we are going to be talking about iron man three i'm tony stark i build neat stuff i got a great girl and occasionally save the world so why can't i sleep You elected me on a single platform. I will defend this country at all costs. The Mandarin must be stopped. You don't know who I am. You'll never see me coming. Don't know who I am. You'll never see me coming. Ben Kingsley has paid. The question, where is Tony Stark? Things are different now. I have to protect the one thing that I can't live without. That's you. Mr. Stark. Today is the first day of what's left of your life. I'm gonna offer the choice. Do you want an empty life? Or a meaningful death? You're not a man. You're nothing more than a maniac. I'm not afraid of you. No politics here. Just good old-fashioned revenge. 
need backup. That's your department. There's my boys. Iron Man 3. <laughs> I wish it was like, Mr. Stark, Mr. Gandhi. uh um i yeah uh we'll get to ben kingsley but um yes iron man 3 released may 3rd 2013 with a running time of 131 minutes Um, so this was a wait did i'm sorry uh so it's a christmas movie i was gonna say yeah die hard um yeah but both were released in the summer of the year is that is that correct? Die Hard was Die Hard was also a summer movie, I believe. It was also yeah. a summer movie. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Before, uh, oh, and Gremlins, also released oh, yeah. in the summer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the whole summer summer Christmas movie is interesting. It's a well, blockbusters. Some people just can't get enough of Christmas. That's true. They need it all year round. They do. Hello. They do. Um, I am not one of them. <laughs> I am such a Scrooge. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, it cost $200 million and made $1.215 billion. Dang. Until Black Mm. Panther, it was the biggest, uh, MCU, um, individual, non-Avengers movies. Yeah. Standalone. Until Black Panther. Yeah. Shane Black. We'll get to him, but. mm, Oh, that dude. Yeah. I love what he does. Yeah, I don't think this is his best movie, but it's it's yeah. it, it's he does some good stuff, and um, you can see his fingerprints all over this thing. Yeah, it's fun the yeah. whole way through. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, that means, guys, it is time for us to play the box office top ten game. Are we still doing this? <laughs> yes, forever, Al. <laughs> no, maybe until no, we I get. Love it. Maybe until love we it. get to uh, the the. When we get to 2020, it's going to be weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> and maybe even when there was no box before. office. Well, there or were it's all Marvel. There were weeks in 2020 where the number one movie in the country was Ghostbusters, because the only like theaters where they were counting receipts were drive-ins that were doing revivals. <laughs> Fun. So, so it's going to be yeah. a weird year that year. <laughs> but uh, when we get there, so we're gonna get to guess Ghostbusters in 2020. Don't worry, I don't think any of us will remember. But, yeah, that's that's like six months from now. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking Thoreau, about. Make sure to change all the names. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Iron Man was number one. Yeah, that's. I mean, without question, there's no point in even guessing in that. But the for the uh, other nine, we're gonna guess. This is the game, gentle listeners. Where we, uh, I will describe each movie in the uh, top 10 of the uh, domestic box office for the week of May 3rd, 2013, using only the box office mojo description and leaving out any proper nouns that I must in order to maintain confidentiality. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So official. I know. Uh, You guys ready to play? Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Coming in at number 10 for the week of May 3rd, 2013. A couple begin to experience some unusual activity after bringing their lost nieces and nephew home. With the help of surveillance 
cameras, they learn they're being stalked by a nefarious demon. So it's Paranormal Activity 2? Xbox edition? Wait, was there one of them was Xbox heavy? Oh, the Xbox (laughs) paid him a little bit of money. I am. Well, no, they had the like the like the sensor thing. So yeah, they were like showing off that they were doing connect sensor. Yeah, the connect. They were playing just dance. Remember watching and thinking like, I hope they dance more in this movie. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All right. So is it two? No, it is not Paranormal Activity. (laughs) Oh, it's not? No. <laughs> Normal activity. <laughs> right. Then somebody needs to go to court. Um, Actually, it, went, it is Scary Movie 5. Oh. oh. Five. There it is. Protected, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, so they were doing Paranormal Activity in 2013. Um, Coming in at number nine. A motorcycle stunt rider turns to robbing banks as a way to provide for his lover and their newborn child. A decision that puts him on a collision course with an ambitious rookie cop navigating a department ruled by a corrupt detective. Didn't have to Ghost change. Riders 3 and 4. <laughs> Didn't have to change a word of that. Criminal justice. Right. Um, in this thing, we've got uh, uh, Eva Mendez. Oh, it could be Ghost Rider. Of course. Oh, <laughs> is this uh, this is the Ryan Reynolds uh, in the Pines? Not Ryan Gosling. No. Gosling. Oh, Bradley uh, Cooper. Ray Liotta. The Place Beyond Drive? the Pines. Yeah, oh. you you had oh, it. The Place Beyond the. Yeah, Brian had it, or most of it. Um, I, like I never saw that movie. So Goslings and Reynolds. <laughs> Gosling. Gosling and Reynolds. <laughs> Back in action. Uh, number eight. Oh, my Lord. A small time magician is swept, <laughs> is swept away. There are only two guys. On an adventure and forced into a power struggle. That was a Steve Carell movie, right? No. That magic one in Vegas. Oh, uh, the um, uh, so bad. Not what is it? Um, fool, fool me once. What is it? It's uh, <laughs> what was it called? I slide of hand. Um, fool me thrice. Shame thrice. on you. Yeah. Um, okay, all of us. Now you see me. Was that was was that what oh, that yeah, one was called? Can't get fooled again. That was the sequel. I can't remember. <laughs> um. <laughs> Was this a Jake Gyllenhaal movie? This no, this is not. No, and and it's it's not it's not the it's not the uh, movie Josh was talking about either. Whatever it may have been called. Oh, the Prestige. No, no, it is. This is in fact a latter day prequel to an extremely famous film, one of the most famous films ever made. Titanic Two. <laughs> no, but Tit- did you ever see Titanic Two? <laughs> No, what? That's a thing. Yes, Titanic Two exists, but it's 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 not a sequel to Titanic. It's about a boat named Titanic Two, and it came out like a year after the first Titanic. Oh right. <laughs> they were just wow. capitalizing on it, yeah. hoping that some people were fooled into thinking it was a sequel. Uh, yeah, and, and but it was just movie. a movie about people saying that's a really bad idea to name this boat. I was going to say, how that Oh, oh, I got it. It's a uh, um, it's Wizard of Oz, some, something, something, uh, with uh, James Franco. Oh, um, and and what's her face and Jackie from uh, that '70s show, Mila, Mila Kunis. Yeah, 
Oz um, the Great and Powerful. Oz the Great and Tales Powerful. To astonish. Yes. Yeah. I was about to say Citizen Bane, but <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Bane. Citizen Bane. <laughs> What's his rosebud? Uh, <laughs> the, the darkness. Running. The darkness yeah. is his rosebud. <laughs> um, <laughs> reckoning. <laughs> reckoning. It's his reckoning. Reckoning is my rosebud. <laughs> like, like, you're yeah. not supposed to just say what your rosebud is, Bane. <laughs> I totally expect that takes away all the mysteriousness. Uh, um, all right, coming in at number seven in the box office top ten. Two young boys encounter a fugitive and form a pact to help him evade the vigilantes that are on his trail and to reunite him with his true love. Holy crap. It's that Nick Nolte Martin Short vehicle. <laughs> Three fugitives? Yeah, that's it. That was, uh, that, you know, that was part of like the um, Martin Short buddy trilogy. We had uh, Three Fugitives, Inter- Inner Space, and... Um, um, oh, what was that last? There was one. There was one more um, where he was with. You tell me the plot. I think he was with Danny Glover, and it's not Lethal Weapon. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> it's been too long. Um, yeah. So this movie stars Matthew McConaughey. Um, he's a small-time magician. <laughs> he's a fugitive, and he formed a pack with two boys. Oh no! Wait. Gross. Yeah. Uh, it's called Mud. 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 Yeah, part of one, the McConaughey. One or two Ds. One D. One D. Okay. One D. One U, but one M. <laughs> <laughs> but the U is. Yeah. Um. So that was Mud. Uh, coming in at number six. After their cave is destroyed, a family must trek through an unfamiliar world with the help of an inventive boy. The Croods? The Croods. The Croods. They're making a sequel to that this year. I thought they already had. I haven't seen him. Eight years later. I don't know. I just didn't think there was that big of a, like, like, what happened that, like, there was enough um, outcry for a Crude sequel that they had to make it? But not enough that they waited eight years. Well, they can't afford to rotate animators, so it's the same guys. Do we have any ideas? <laughs> it's croutissants. They had to wait for Nicolas Cage <laughs> to be available. That's probably true. Yeah. He's got some schedule. Uh, uh, coming in at number five. A long-divorced couple fakes being married as their family unites for a wedding. Oh, my God. Is Diane Keaton in this? It looks like one of those kind of movies. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, give. it is Diane Keaton. Of course, uh, <laughs> it's just happening again. It's got to give. Or uh, let's see. Oh my like, God! Well, who else is in this that's thing? That's how it goes. <laughs> the thing that is doing it. <laughs> Love is the answer. No, this actually has a less obtuse name. Um, we've got Robert De Niro as her ex-husband. Uh, Catherine Heigl as blonde lady. Amanda yeah. Seyfried as other blonde lady. Robin Williams, Susan Sarandon. Holy crap. Also as Chris- blonde lady. Christine Ebersol, Topher Grace. Um, it's called The Big Wedding. Hmm. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, yeah, with that star power. power. I know. Yeah, That's could you imagine like being told that they're like in night? Okay, it's 1986. You're told there's a movie starring Diane Keaton, Robert De Niro, and Robin Williams, um, and Susan Sarandon, and, and Topher Grace, and you're yeah. all Topher what? Yeah, Topher who? What yeah. is Topher? <laughs> but and then you're told, and no one likes it, <laughs> and it'll be forgotten immediately. <laughs> Uh, coming in at number four, a veteran assigned to extract Earth's remaining resources begin to begins to question what he knows about his mission and himself. Elysium? No, but it's in that vein. This is a uh, this is Monotooth uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, hmm. Jack uh, Reacher. No, 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 no. That one did not take place <laughs> after the apocalypse. I gotta say that that's just a hilarious movie title, especially for a guy who's notoriously tiny and suspected to be gay. <laughs> Jack Reacher. <laughs> yeah, just imagine just, him on his toes trying to get yeah, something from the I'm top like, shelf. Can I play, let's change it to Jack Tall Guy. Not wearing lifts. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely. This is rewind, repeat. No. no tomorrow. But that what that was actually a pretty good that? movie, though. That I, was Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, that was Tom Cruise. I liked that. Mi3? No. No, no. This is. Oh, this was. This, this was. Uh, this is Tom a, Cruise is very small cast. Uh, <laughs> oh, very small man. It's, it's a post apocalyptic <laughs> sci fi movie. It's not an action film. A post apocalyptic sci fi. He's assigned to extract Earth's remaining resources. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, Dang it. It has Can't a one-word title, and it's... Extraction. No, but, mm. it's like, yeah, it's like that. But no, it's called Oblivion. Yes, mm. yes. This week's title is... Uh, I actually kind of like that movie. It was all right. It was better than After Earth with Will Smith, which was kind of similar-ish mm. in concept, at least. Um, coming in. Is this at, the one where he's a bunch of clones of himself? Uh, <laughs> I don't. Spoiler know. alert! Oh, maybe. <laughs> I I don't know. I saw this like five years ago, and I don't really remember it. Uh, that than, was also that was also Moon with uh, uh, Sam Rockwell. Oh, he yeah. found a bunch of clones of himself on the moon. That's right. Um, number three. Um, in 1947, Jackie Robinson becomes the first African American to play in Major League Baseball 42. in the modern. Two. Forty-two. Yeah. Yep. His number. Yep. Chadwick. Yep. Oh yeah, Chadwick. Yeah. Yeah. Really good movie. Really, really good movie. Um, number. Oh God, this. Okay, number two. This week, a trio of bodybuilders in Florida get caught up in an extortion ring and a kidnapping scheme that goes terribly wrong. Do kidnapping schemes ever not go terribly wrong? Yeah. Is is this a Fast and the Furious movie? No. More of them. No, but it's like. Let's see. We we got the Rock in here for sure. Um, Walking. And I can't tell. That might be. I can't tell who the other two dudes are, but definitely one of them is a rock. Uh, the other two are paper and scissors. Yeah. <laughs> Swish. <laughs> uh, um, it's Pain and Gain. Did they make a Jesus sequel to that? I feel Christ. like that's a series or something. 
Hmm. Ache and fatigue, was that the sequel? <laughs> Leg day. Country and western is the third one. <laughs> Both kinds. Yeah. And, of course, number one, when Tony Stark's world is torn apart by a formidable terrorist called the Mandarin, he starts an odyssey of rebuilding and retribution. Hmm. Uh, so that is our box office top 10. Um, that brings us to our character and comic book background, Mr. Alaric Weber. Hi. Who and, or how and what <laughs> made it? <laughs> Why? Where and whom? When? Yes. Um, okay. So, the Mandarin, a supervillain appearing in Marvel Comics, most notably as the archenemy of Iron Man. He was created by Stan Lee and Don Heck, first appeared in Tales of Suspense number 50, all the way back in February of 1964. That was the, uh, the cover date on the, the issue. Mm. And... And I just, I just want to be real upfront and clear at this point that the uh, the original comic Mandarin is an extremely racist yellow panic style character. Oh, yeah, like the first oh, Iron yeah. Man is just oof. anybody who hasn't seen the original comic Mandarin yeah. like super racist. So something uh, to keep in mind with people's upset with this character. Yeah, that to keep that in mind. Yeah. And also to keep in mind as to why it was so um, controversial, the fact that this character was appearing even in name in a film. Mm-hmm. Um, is it like a like a Fu Manchu uh, yeah. kind of yeah. stereotype? Yeah, like yeah. super mysterious Orient, like beard stroking, like picture picture Alec Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, like <laughs> like that, but also like getting their L's and R's constantly mixed up. Oh, yeah. Um, in the comic, uh, the Mandarin was a genius scientist and master martial artist. Uh, his primary sources of power are his ten rings adapted from alien technology. Well, in an effort. Wields them. Yeah. Uh, in an effort to avoid as much work as possible this week, I will reveal that the true Mandarin does not appear in this film. <laughs> we we may or may not revisit that with Shang-Chi. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we will possibly discuss him in a future movie. <laughs> Tales of suspense. Yeah. <laughs> um. Moving on to Aldrich Killian, created by Warren Ellis and uh, Adi Granoff, first appeared in Iron Man, Volume 4, Number 1, January of 2005, and died in the same issue. <laughs> wow. Yes. Um, he was a, a brilliant scientist. Hang on. I, oh, God. Okay, I misplaced it. Oh, genius uh, level. Yeah, we actually, uh, um, yeah, uh, we should have had one for the Mandarin too. Do 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 and uh, for Aldrich Killian, do 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 a genius level intellect. 
Um, he's a brilliant scientist working for the Future Farm Corporation. Helped develop Extremis. Also meatless it, meat. It's <laughs> <laughs> not all bad. Um, Extremis was a techno-organic virus that rewrites the body's genetic code, improving organ functions and granting superhuman abilities such as super strength, electricity projection, and fire breathing. All in an attempt to create a new super soldier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, also apparently just like being really, really hot, which as any any uh, um, middle-aged lady will tell you, is no joke. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's flashing. Um, so I, I have to question his intellect um, if he dies in the same issue. Well, uh, Dr. Dr. Killian committed suicide after selling a sample of the extremist serum to a terrorist organization. Twist. Ooh. But not before... He killed Dr. Maya Hansen, co-developer of the Extremis Serum. Um, she had a change of heart and turned on him. And uh, so so he killed her. Um, and uh, yes, Dr. Maya Hansen is uh, another character from this movie. Yes, indeed. Um, so I, I think this is probably as good a time as any to bring it up. So originally um, they were... Um, Shane Black wanted Maya Hansen to be the main villain, mm. Mm, but cool. but um, Hasbro said no. We can't make girls into toys that boys want to see. So wow. they rewrote the movie to be all yes to be Aldrich Killian. And ironically, and like kids on a playground. Like I have my guy Pierce doll. No, ironically, they didn't even make an action figure of him. They only made the Mandarin. That's cool. Wow. Um, what did uh, what what did we call that for Batman Forever? It was toyrific or toyable. Oh, uh, uh, toyetic. Toyetic. That's right. Toyetic. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a bro who used to be famous. two more characters from the comics uh characters of ellen brant and eric savin both loosely based on marvel characters ellen brant was a supporting character in marvel's man thing um she was the she was the man she was the she was the hot woman with the good haircut uh was it really that good of a haircut? That kind of confused me. I was like, it's not that special of a haircut. Um, while Eric Eric Savin was a cyborg mercenary known as Cold Blood Seven. Seven. Which fits his character because he is like a fully functioning, like one man goon, like team. Mm-hmm. And he flies he, the helicopter, the plane. Wastes coffee. Yeah, True. He's like, a, though. he's like a single um, mom. Hey, better late than never. <laughs> hey. Uh, Cold Blood is not a genius, though. No, 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 no. Uh, Maybe tactical. That's all <laughs> I got. more of a left brainer. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you, uh, Mr. Weber, for uh, that uh, 
character and comic background um, brings us to the production of the film itself. Um, so Iron Man 3 um, began production um, almost immediately after Iron Man 2, or at least pre-production. Um, as early as October 2010, uh, John Favreau announced he would not be back for Iron Man 3. He does, however, appear in this, so there was apparently no hard feelings. He just didn't want to do the third one for whatever reason, um, as far as directing goes. Um, at oh, that, directing goes. Yeah, okay. as far as directing. Um, yeah, he, he came back he to be in it. He had other projects at the time. He did. Right. He did. He was he, did he was Lion making King and Jungle Book and He was doing those. He was I think at this time was in the middle of making um Chef? Cowboys and Alien. Mm-hmm. Cowboys oh. and Aliens. Oh. Um which is uh you know it's all right. I don't know. It should have been it's better. Cowboys. Got aliens. Yeah. Our no, and you have Harry, you have Harrison Ford and James Bond. You have Indiana Jones and James Bond in it. It's Cowboys mm-hmm. and Aliens, and it was still kind of boring. I don't know. It was all right. Yeah. It was disappointing because conceptually it should have been way better. Um. Anyway, so uh, they brought in Shane Black, um, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, basically told uh, Marvel, "Hey, hire Shane Black." Because um, they were yeah, friends. They're homies. Yeah, they were. Because um, Shane Black hired Robert Downey Jr. when nobody would hire Robert Downey Jr. in the midst of his, uh, um, yeah. his uh, uh, being addiction. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he was recovered by that point, but it was also um, he was he had already been blacklisted due to the addiction. Um, was that Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? That was Kiss Kiss mm-hmm. Bang Bang. Yeah. And speaking of Gosling, like we did earlier. Um, the good, the nice guys. Is that what it is? Anyways, oh, it's a good one. Russell yeah. Crowe and Gosling. Yeah. Um. So, um, Shane Black has a long and storied um career in Hollywood. Um. He uh. Um. Got his start in the mid '80s, uh, mostly as a writer. Um. He wrote uh, Lethal Weapon. That mm-hmm. that yeah. that was kind of his entry point. He wrote like the all four, right? Didn't he? He, yeah. I believe so. Let me see. He, I love those. He can write. I think an he directed movie. four too. He wrote. Um, no, he only wrote the first two. Oh, yeah. Two is my favorite when they introduced Joe Pesci. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, and the South African villains. <laughs> these are his first. God. Okay. So listen. All right. So these are his writing credits. Um, Lethal Weapon, The Monster Squad, Lethal Weapon 2, The Last Boy Scout, Last Action Hero, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, Those are all hits. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And then, uh, yeah, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was his first directorial uh, outing, um, which... I I heard that he was in a a duel with uh, David S. Goyer and won. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, like finally they let somebody else come up with something. Right. Um, So, yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Anyone who hasn't seen that, go see that. That is a great movie. Um, After Iron Man 3, he did The Nice Guys and The Predator. Um, That's right. Forgot he did The Predator. He He was an actor in the original Predator. Oh. Oh, he's one of the special ops guys, right? Rick Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. He was also in Night of the Creeps. Um, yeah. 
Oh, and as good as it gets. Interesting. Um, uh, Hunt for Red October and which, RoboCop Three. Which both of wow. those? So he has uh, he has uncredited rewriting um, on Predator, Dead Heat, The Hunt for Red October, and RoboCop Three. Wow. Yeah, yeah he, wow. he script doctored all of those. So Holy shit. Yeah, and acted in some of them. Yeah. So right? sh- Yeah. So Shane Black has got the it bona fides, is. the action movie bona fides for sure. Um, he, uh, wrote this himself along with the help of Drew Pierce, uh, Drew Pierce, who, um, got his start writing. Um, he was a showrunner for, uh, a, uh, movie called heroic, no heroics, which was a, uh, British superhero comedy TV show, um, a sitcom. But uh, then he uh, moved into uh, doing film. This was his first film credit. Um, after Iron Man 3, he went on to do Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, um, <laughs> The Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> I love it. That's actually called Fast and Furious Presents, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's in the universe. Presents. Like yeah. Steven like Spielberg it's a guy presents. In a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. He present. Fast and Furious. Mr. Furious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, and uh, he wrote and directed something called Hotel Artemis, which has Jeff Goldblum and Jodie Foster in it. Wow. It interesting. Was the, the premise to that is pretty good, but the movie was, eh, but it's like this hospital that only patches up criminals, you know, because oh. you can't go to regular hospitals. Hmm. It was an interesting idea. Huh. Um, so, yeah, that is our uh, <laughs> our uh, production there. Um, music, I don't mention the music as often as I should, um, was by Brian Tyler, who uh, did all of the Expendables, Transformers. He went on to do Age of Ultron. Now You See Me. That was the magician movie I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fan... Oh, Fast and Furious. So... Um, there's like four, four dudes that write the music for like every big budget Hollywood movie ever at this point. Yeah. Um, this movie stars once again Robert Downey Jr. back as Tony Stark. This is our fourth, well, fifth if you count the after credits sequence of Hulk, a uh, movie with Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Um, we've got a. He finds a way to tell you who he is in every movie. It really does. Um, we got Gwyneth Paltrow back as Pepper Potts, Don Cheadle back as James Rhodey Rhodes, um, Guy Pierce as Aldrich Killian. Uh, Guy Pierce got his breakout role in Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, back in 1994. Um, LA Confidential. Um, oh, he, yeah, Memento. He was pretty good at Memento. Um, a lot of tattoos. A lot of tattoos, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, he was in, he'd go on to be in The Hurt Locker, Prometheus. Um, you know, he's Guy Pierce. I think everyone knows who he is at this point. Um, additionally, joining the cast this time around, um, we have... Uh, Rebecca Hall as Maya Hansen. Rebecca Hall um, is the daughter of famed um, stage producer Peter Hall, <laughs> which I'm sure we're we're 
We're all familiar with Peter Hall's King Lear from the West End. <laughs> I celebrate his entire catalog. Yes. <laughs> Um, she was also uh, in The Prestige, uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, Frost Nixon, Dorian Gray. She works a lot. Um, this is the only um, uh, superhero movie we will see her in, at least today. She, she wasn't a kaiju movie, Godzilla versus Kong. Yes, that just came Ooh. out this year. Um, so, oh, and that terrible movie called Teen Spirit about a teen pop star, which I'm sure Kurt Cobain would be absolutely <laughs> loving that it was named after his song. Yeah, what does it smell like? <laughs> it's uh, like other teen spirit, I guess. I mean, it's kind of flowery. It was a deodorant first. It's where he got the name. That's where he got the name. No, no. And if, as I remember correctly, I think... Kathleen Hanna from Bikini Kill, right? Bikini Kill? Yeah. Anyways, like wrote Kathleen Kurt, Hanna from Late Wrote, Kurt smells like teen spirit on a oh, wall. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, he didn't know about the uh, deodorant, so he thought it was just like some poetic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, additionally, we've got Ty Simpkins as Harley. That's the kid. Um, we'll see... <laughs> Him again in Endgame. He is also in Jurassic World and in the Insidious first two Insidiouses, at least. Um, oh, John Favreau is back as Happy Hogan. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let's see, we've got joining our cast here. Um. Uh, James Badge Dale as Eric Savin, Stephanie Sostak as Ellen Brandt. That's the haircut lady. Um, uh, <laughs> what's his name? James Badge Dale. I uh, looked him up. He was in the uh, Lord of the Flies movie back in the nineties. Oh, was he? Oh, he was one, one of the, of the kids. Boys. Wow, yeah. <laughs> one of the boys. <laughs> um, and Sir Ben Kingsley. As Trevor Slattery, <laughs> aka the Mandarin, um, Ben Kingsley, of course, uh, won an Oscar playing Gandhi in 1982. Um, he played Itzhak Stern in Schindler's List. Oh my God, I forgot Schindler's List. Sexy Beast was mm-hmm. an amazing movie. House of Sand of Fog, Shutter Island, um, and of course, he plays the spooky guy. In Spooky House. <laughs> um, uh, he didn't win an Oscar for this. He played two it, roles. I, did, I didn't unmute. Like for which he got another Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, no, yeah, he did. He did play two roles, didn't he? I loved... So um, I loved his fake American accent that he was doing that was like super exaggerated yeah. the way British people do American accents. It's actually yeah. pretty close to Benedict Cumberbatch's accent in Dr. Strange. Yeah. He struggles. Oh, does he ever, but that accent. round kind of, I'm doing an well, American accent. Peter Parker. 
You can't say the word Spider-Man. No, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brits. Yeah. Um, so stealing American jobs. I know we love to hire them. <laughs> Becoming American Spider-Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm proud to be a Spider-Man. <laughs> because at least I know I'm free. <laughs> um, that's pretty much our cast there. Um, there's not a lot to say about this movie. It was the first uh phase two MCU film. Um, I didn't take notes. It's like one of three that I ever didn't. I didn't need to. I felt. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's a. Uh, it, it. I mean, it, it was kind of inevitable. Like, obviously, they were going to make Iron Man three. Um. It was uh. Turned out better than I think it it needed to at that point, but um. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, not without its flaws, but uh, it has seventy nine percent seventy nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't get any funny reviews for this one, but um. Yeah, that's about it. Which brings us to the film itself. Guys, are you all ready to jump into Iron Man 3? That depends. What kind of perk package are you thinking of? <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> I'll on fire today. Uh, so here we go, everybody. This is Iron Man 3. We open with a voiceover. And Eiffel 65, <laughs> which means it must be 1999. New Year's Eve burns Switzerland. Tony's trying to get a girl up to his room. But uh, in the elevator, he's approached by Aldrich's, Aldrich Killian, a scientist who uh, has started a company called Advanced Idea Mechanics, AIM. So uh, we didn't really touch on AIM in the uh, comic background, but it's a pretty big part of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, sorry. Um, uh, I slacked. That's okay. Right. So did anybody else feel like they were trying to nod at MODOK a little bit with uh, Guy Pierce and his disability in the beginning? Hmm. Maybe. Um, oh, I hadn't thought of it. Yeah, his, his, yeah. his uh, you know, essentially... Was enormous. His, Did I miss his, that? His oh. head. His head was normal size, but smart guy. And he's also, but his his body is not great. We did mm-hmm. see inside his brain, which was big. Yes, he had the big brain. That's I feel. I feel like big there were Modoc winks. Okay. okay, it's so hilarious that yeah. you said big brain because I was waiting to point out that Happy looks exactly like John Travolta from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh yeah, look at oh, the big God. brain on Brad. Yeah, same, same exact outfit. You follow the mullet. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, Aldrich, Aldrich Killian uh, has started AIM. He, he he's not great at picking up social cues. So Tony uh, tells him he's going to meet him on the roof while he and uh, Maya, who is the uh, woman he's trying to pick up, head back to her oh, place. Sure. That was such a dick move, man. It was like not, not only did he like brush him off, but then like he missed New Year's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was on the roof and it was like, Happy New Year. It's a dick move, but isn't it enough of a dick move to become a terrorist and try to murder the person who stood you up? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely not. You, <laughs> you took a sharp left there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so did a Killian. <laughs> so, no. All right. 
Because as far as I could tell, no, that's his entire motivation no. for hating Tony. Any, I can't think of any ghosting that's worth becoming a terrorist. So no, you're, you're right. but Aldrich Killian definitely thought it was. <laughs> he should be in a movie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, Tony and Maya head back to her room. They finally ditch Happy, look at a research which makes plants grow back their stems and sometimes explode. Hey, wait, it did, that's not what caused him to become a terrorist. That's what caused him to hate Tony. That, I mean, yeah, I mean, that... That was the only motivation he gave us. I guess I don't know what caused him to become a terrorist was, then, but that was the um, one and only power. like the the hunger for right. power. Like he used to be pushed around, like you just said, you know. All right, yeah, but I mean, still, he's trying to murder Tony over getting stood up. Fair enough. I mean, <laughs> the terrorism aside, he's I've been stood up before. Terrorist. I've I've tried to murder nobody. That was my point earlier. Um, All right. So, um, yeah, Tony, Tony and Maya make tender love at this point while Aldrich waits on the roof alone. Um, in the morning, Tony leaves without saying goodbye to Maya. He just leaves her a card. Then With formula on the back, which yeah. we don't we don't know at this point. Um, cut to the present of 2013. Tony is creating his 42nd suit. Uh, which can be remotely activated to come to him. Mark 42. Mark 42. Mm. Um, Is this a nod to Hitchhikers or a nod to Jackie Robinson? (laughs) Maybe a little of both. I just, I love the way that his technology progressed through these, all of these movies. Mm. It was just a really nice detail that they always, yeah. I know it came with their own technology, CGI and shit like that, but it was fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's, he's not far from nanotech now. You know what I mean? He can yeah. remotely control it. He's getting closer to that. Yeah, he is getting closer yeah. and closer. Um, yeah, it does have some kinks to work out still. Um, like accidentally becoming remotely activated when he's asleep and attacking his girlfriend in bed. Uh, yeah, maybe that's his fetish. <laughs> maybe that's well, her kinda, fetish. Yeah. It's definitely his, you know, he does it to her later, you know, or maybe it's right before this, but he, you know, she thinks she's talking to Tony. And he's she, downstairs, yeah. She uh, she comments like your robot is, or your, your suits are now in the living room, but he's also taking them into the bedroom. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's a weirdo. Tony's a uh, weirdo. He is. And we discover at this point that he's not sleeping. He hasn't slept in 72 hours. We also discover it's a Christmas. It is. Christmas yes. It's time. a Christmas movie. It's Christmas time. Um, Tony watches some TV. Uh, he sees a broadcast from a terrorist named the Mandarin. Mandarin has been tar- attacking targets all over the world. And we discover that war machine, Rhodey, is now working for the government as the Iron Patriot. Uh, we didn't mention the Iron Patriot either. Um, that is actually um, the, the Iron Patriot armor was created um, mm-hmm. by Norman Osborn. In the comics originally. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so created uh, yes. by Norman Osborn, then later later uh, taken over by Rhodey for good <laughs> rather than the evil that Norman right, was Right, that was around when Norman, like, when he, was in, he ran for mayor or he... No, no, he, he, he became, like, Secretary of Defense or something like that. Right. 
Yeah. And he, he took that over to from Tony Stark guy. and he started the Dark Avengers. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's the Iron Patriot. And the dude from Shawshank Redemption is the president. Oh, that's right. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Job. Yeah. I forgot to yeah. mention him in our in the production. But yeah. Um, so I, I'd like to point out that in Iron Man 1, Obama was president. And that took place in 2008. Or and uh, or maybe it was Iron Man 2. Obama was president in an earlier Iron Man film. So at some point, Obama resigned and President Ellis in this reality was his vice president and took over Obama's term. <laughs> you should have just called Morgan Freeman. <laughs> um, He's so, a great president. Yeah, no, always. He's very calming. Um, Rhodey uh, tells Tony they're having trouble finding the Mandarin. All of the explosions have no bomb casings left behind. Rhodey tells him additionally that he's concerned about his mental health. Tony has an anxiety attack after a kid asks him how he got out of the wormhole. Yeah, he's out of Joe's Crab Shack or something. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I've uh, had to crawl out of many a wormhole. <laughs> it's not pretty. <laughs> it's... Yeah. So when you do too much ketamine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony gets in his suit and flies away. Oh, we also discover that um, AIM was the one that helped uh, do the uh, the uh, transition from War Machine to Iron Patriot. Ooh. I'm sure that'll be fine. Uh, at Stark Industries, Happy Hogan is head of security now. Pepper Potts meets up with Aldrich Killian, who's no longer disabled. He pitches his invention to her. It's a process called Extremis. However, his pants are still too short. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he has very short pants. And he does not wear socks with his dress shoes. No, a so lot of ankle. Those yeah, feet yeah, are yeah. Well, freaking stinking. I mean, you know, guy, <laughs> guy Pierce ankle. You got you to yeah. get the ladies in there somehow. Somehow. The <laughs> boy in short pants. <laughs> uh, Extremis can hack, can quote hack a human's genetic code and rewrite it. A phrase which, while gibberish, does explain how the limbs grow back and heal and people get super hot. Um, and breathe fire. And breathe fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a simple hack of your genetics. Yeah, we're we're just hacking the genetic code and rewriting your operating system. It's just a simple trick. It makes as much sense as nanotech or anything else. (laughs) Anything else ever in a film. Of course. I didn't think twice. No, no, it's totally fine. Oh, that's how we do it. It's good. Um, So Pepper Potts says she's not going to go into business with him, telling him she's afraid of its weaponization potential. Meanwhile, Happy is suspicious. Suspicious. And I want to point out that the the CEO or the president, whatever official title is, has a sweet ground floor office. Mm. Yeah, it is on the ground floor, isn't it? Maybe she's afraid of hype. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Happy is suspicious of Aldrich's uh, bodyguard dude that comes with him. <laughs> um, that would be too. Yeah, that's... Uh, um, What's his name? Badge. Sa- Savin. Savin. Eric's, Eric yeah. Savin. Yeah. Um, he calls Tony, or no, Tony calls him. He FaceTimes him, and he uh, tells Tony what's going on. No, he, he called Tony. I thought Tony called him. 
No, no, no. Because he called him and he was like, what? I'm busy, Tony. And he was like, I don't work for you anymore. I had to get a real job. Like, I thought Tony called him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thoreau's right. (laughs) I think this is funny that this is the point that we're getting stuck (laughs) on. Well, a lot of this movie's fun. Yeah. It's on a sensible track. All right. Um, But that's a great joke about the, you know, flip the. I don't know how to flip it. Yeah. I'm not a tech genius like you. It's like a mom. <laughs> yeah. <dad>. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I love turn it around. <laughs> yeah. Physically turn I it around. I physically <laughs> flip the screen. I love when I video call with my mom and all I see is like chin in the inside of the nose. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> anyways. So uh he tells Tony what's going on, and then Happy decides he's gonna follow Savin when he and Aldrich leave. Pepper goes home. Finds a big bear, which, okay. Rabbit. Rabbit. I'm sorry, a big rabbit. Did anyone else feel like the paws looked like not paws? Yes. Oh, yeah. They look like human breasts. Yes, they did. Pendulous, swinging human breasts. They looked like inhuman breasts. (laughs) Yes. I had to do it. I've clearly never seen a boob before. (laughs) Like a goat or, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it was not Look a good looking rabbit. <laughs> it looked it was it had some uh what was that what was that Disney movie um with the with the animal people Zootopia? Zoot- yeah, it had some Zootopia vibes going on. <laughs> the the furries, I'm sure. You're strangely attracted to this plush rabbit. All right. I totally wish the Mandarin had come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got himself at Tony's. I've been inside your house the whole time. I was and inside was custom, the boob rabbit. He said it was a custom job. What a miserable gig. <laughs> um. So, all right. The yeah, Pepper gets mad because Tony is spending too much time with his toys. Um, meanwhile, in front of the Chinese theater, is it Mans or Groman's at this point? I don't know. Well, yeah, it has been sold, but yeah, Groman's. Yeah. Um. Aldrich's bodyguard delivers a briefcase to a veteran who's who's a little bit nervous um, while Happy has a run-in with him. <laughs> then the uh, veteran, uh, it turns out that it's some sort of like inhaler drug inside the briefcase. He takes it and he explodes. Um, we get another video from the Mandarin in which he takes credit for the attack. Happy's put in the hospital and Tony... Now angry about Happy, challenges the Mandarin and gives out his address on television, which is so never, never a good move. I don't have an arch enemy, but I wouldn't do that. I, I yeah. just don't understand why he have sentry mode. Do I We've seen it. Time? Yeah. How are they not? How is not one of them on sentry mode? Yes. I, what? That's a good point. I That was one of my biggest unanswered questions is why was Tony's house, which was, quote, on lockdown, so vulnerable to attack at this point. Yeah. Where did Jarvis go when the missiles fell? Right? Jarvis didn't yeah. say a word. Maya, Maya saw it on TV. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That was well, I also have a question of like if if these suits not only are, you know, can be remotely controlled, but but with such precision, why does Tony ever fight again himself? Yes, that is also a question. He's got to do it, but yeah. That's probably fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's got a little bit of that thrill seeker in him too, so there's that, but I imagine, but yeah, seriously, the house should not have gone down that easy. No. 
Not yeah. at all. It would have been cool to have like uh, some missile defenses or something pop up. And yeah, or even a shot of like some, you know, the Air Force or the Navy monitoring some equipment. Well, like, yeah. Those are two unrecognized Apaches coming in. That, that, was <laughs> my, that was my other question. Right before they showed up, he was being heavily monitored by the media. They saw the helicopters coming on TV. Yeah. Broadcast they're television. Like, but none like, of these shit. but none of these people like got shots of who was flying it, which the government was then like, hey, we can They accidentally hit Jack Nicholson's house. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's Malibu. You know, you can't even drive around that town without people being suspect. Right. So you can just fly in. But but there's media. The media is filming his house constantly. But as soon as the hell oh, right. that's what I was just saying. The media is filming his house. But they didn't get a single shot of the guy flying the helicopter who works for Killian. Like they didn't like, I mean, come on. They should have immediately, the government should have immediately been like, okay, we recognize this guy. We can follow this helicopter back because he's on TV. Like mm -hmm. the whole attack on Tony's house made was, was like, like conceptually fine. Like you're going to blow up Tony's house, yeah. take out everything. That's fine. But the, but the, the way it was done left so many unanswered questions. We forgot to oh. mention, well, probably the vice president, right? We find out later, but yeah. you know, oh, probably not. No, probably not. You're probably right. They just didn't pay attention to that, but we did forget to mention the vice president is played by Miguel Ferrer. That's right. Yeah. Miguel Ferrer is the VP. Yeah. Um, um, all of the professional helicopter cameramen were out that day for yeah. professional helicopter yeah. cameraman training day. But yeah, they, they, they sent in the scrubs. Oh, I see. Right. So, so, so they were just bad. At they, taking yeah. the, they were just shots. bad at their job. Yeah. Temps. Second, they were temps. Yeah. Second stringers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, at home, Tony puts together that there were other explosions that the Mandarin didn't take credit for. Narrows down that the most important one to investigate is in Tennessee. He has Jarvis route a flight plan there. Maya Hansen arrives, tells him he is in danger. Pepper's trying to get him to leave also. That's the point where they're attacked by the three helicopters with missiles. Piloted by Savin. Um, so uh, in the attack, Tony gets the armor on Pepper. Gets her and Maya out of the house. I'd like to point out they're just right next to the house when he when he yeah when he takes the armor off her. Like they're not missiles. Don't only blow up inside houses. <laughs> they blow up outside houses too. Yeah, it should have gone down the cliffside. Um, or did it? Maybe it did. Know. No, no, no. But I'm saying Pepper and Maya. We're just yeah. standing right next to the house as it was still being shot when Tony deemed them safe. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but uh, he uh, and they don't run anywhere. They just stand there and watch the house, which they're like 10 yards from go and down the cliffside. They know they're on lockdown. Like, why does Tony only have armor downstairs? Do you know? Like, OK, yeah. you don't have to be in the suit constantly, but, you know, like. I don't know. Well, yeah, like Brian was saving, saying, we saw Sentry Mode before in other movies. Yeah, in the yeah, and in the bedroom. Yeah, and his house didn't wasn't like it like the we had the things that come down over the windows. Like why, yeah. Jarvis? Oh, right. yeah. yeah, what? Yeah, you're right. Integrated into the whole house. How did Jarvis mm -hmm. not see this coming? Right. They just um, flew up in helicopters. They weren't sneaky. Yeah. Tony hasn't slept in a while. 
Uh, he but he Jarvis to, has. He forgot to turn Jarvis. <laughs> on in oh, the oh, mode. Okay. You think that Pepper would be like Jarvis? Give me a rundown on how secure we are. Yeah. You know? Um. So, anyways, the house. Tony manages to take out a couple helicopters. Um, the third one completely destroys the house, causing it to fall into the ocean. Tony's in his ar- gets into his armor at this point. Um, he goes down with the house. Um, but Jarvis is able to restore flight power to the suit. Um, Tony passes out as they take to the skies. He has many subterranean levels on this cliff. <laughs> yes, he does. Now that I think about it, you know, <laughs> yeah, one half, one half is on stilts. Yeah, okay. yet he has like the underground layer where these armors kept. It. Yeah, huh? Um, and there's a drive out garage yeah Anyways, yeah huh yeah well, tony's house is a little magical uh, <laughs> um so uh he wakes up just as he's crashing we discover that jarvis took them to tennessee to to tennessee uh jarvis loses power completely as they land and the suit falls to pieces um tony calls up to leave a message for Pepper to let her know he's okay and carries this... <laughs> Beginning a long tra- uh, tradition of him <laughs> recording oh. dire straight type messages. Oh, God, that, yeah. I might not be back. Look, bro, I might not be coming back. No, actually, wasn't... Didn't he do one in Avengers, too? When he was going up yeah. into the wormhole? Yeah. Oh, you're right, yeah. He does like this a, a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did. I think he tried to call her. And the phone was just ringing because she was like watching TV oh, or something. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't leave her a message though. I can't remember. I don't. I don't yeah, I, so. I don't think he left her a message. Mm. But yeah, he was like, "Get some more almond milk." <laughs> He's like, "Or don't. Well, it's terrible. Joke. It's terrible for the environment." <laughs> Before uh, I go, a, a reminder: wear shoes. Yeah, <laughs> she never wears shoes. I don't think she wears shoes once in this movie. No, yeah. no. And she I think that's just theory. Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't like wearing yeah. shoes. She wants Probably. to feel connected to the earth mm-hmm. uh, or whatever back lot they're on. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is not on earth. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he uh, pulls, this, carries the suit. He, <laughs> get, he finds a nearby house with a garage. He goes into the garage where he's confronted by the resident, a kid named Harley. He has a potato gun. His single mom's at work. His dad is long gone. Um, the, he he went to a Texaco. Are Texacos even around anymore? I haven't seen hmm. one in years. I don't think so. Yeah, I think BP bought them. Yeah, I think like Texaco that. got rebranded as BP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, which is <laughs> which didn't go well because there was the uh, wasn't Deepwater Horizon BP. Oh yeah, and then like they yeah. had to rebrand a oh, bunch yeah. of D- BPs after that. So, um, anyway, so British Petroleum. Yeah, I think they just stopped putting company names on boats and uh, <laughs> uh, oil rigs. That, <laughs> yeah, if they don't know it belongs to us, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they'll they'll won't know it's our fault. It doesn't make it to the news when an Back 18-wheeler full of gas down. crashes, but uh, a sure. boat or an oil rig, you're on the news for weeks. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't. It's a, not fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fair to the fish. It's just like a, what do they call those? Like a 
an empty corporation. They're like, oh, yeah, a shell shell corporation. Literally a shell corporation. Yeah, Yeah, which is also a gas and tow. I don't know. That's not us. Yeah. Rocks on. (laughs) That's where we get rocks on in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah. Marvel's. You know, Shell Corporation for BP and well, yeah, they wanted to, they wanted it to sound like an evil, um, it, an, an evil energy corporation, so they made it sound as close to Exxon as they could because yeah, Exxon, Exxon sounds like an evil. <laughs> That's been used in other movies. Roxxon. You no, know, I don't have a list in front of me, but Roxxon, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's from it's from the it's comics. Um, well, in the yeah. Karate Kid, Roxxon, rocks off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jack Donaghy does that joke about BP. He's like, you mean when they heroically lubricated the Gulf of Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Uh, Roxxon was a, a major uh, plot point in Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. Mm. The, Rox- the series Maybe that's Rox- right. from a couple years ago. Well, yeah, Roxxon, um, Iron Man 2, it was mentioned. Um, Roxmart, which is a subsidiary of Roxxon, was in yeah. Loki. Loki, yeah. I, I uh, swear it, outside of the MCU. I've heard it. Roxxon was definitely in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a couple of times. And yeah. uh, uh, what's it called? The D- Daredevil. Uh, oh, Daredevil? <laughs> it was in that that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil. All and, the Defenders stuff? Yeah, the Defenders. Yeah. Thank, thank you. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Um, yeah. yeah. Roxxon and AIM are two things that are just hinted at throughout the MCU, but were humongous players in the actual comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah, Roz, uh, Roxxon, Oscorp, AIM, uh, Dooms. What's what's Dooms company? Disney? <laughs> Disney. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those are like the four big evil corporations. There's a couple of other ones too, but mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, it's fun Nestle. seeing them get used. Yeah. Um, so, all right, he uh, Harley agrees to let him stay. We find out that the world thinks Tony is dead. Uh, he gets Harley like a flash bomb thing. It's not really a bomb. It's like a shooter. Super kind of, safe yeah. to give a kid a weapon like that. Absolutely. Um, He's a bully repellent. Which he is then going to use on a small child also. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tony says to use this on children. Go ahead. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I wish it was that little French kid from Hancock. Oh, God, that kid deserved it. That was still the The weirdest weirdest thing. The weirdest thing. He's French. The bully is French. Recently moved there. So weird. Um, So, all right. uh, (laughs) He's going to stay there while he gets his suit working. Meanwhile, Pepper and Maya head to uh, someplace safe. Maya tells Pepper that she works for Aldrich and she thinks he's in league with the Mandarin. We then get confirmation of this as he's seen with the Mandarin during the filming of a video. Back in Tennessee, Tony and Harley visit the spot of the explosion. A veteran blew himself up. Harley brings up the battle in New York, causing Tony to have an anxiety attack. Tony calms himself down, then goes to find the mother of the exploding veteran in a nearby bar. She's there to meet somebody and give them a file that her son had. There, that woman, I need her? to look her it's up. Like, oh, your son did nothing wrong. He was innocent. Yeah. yeah. Like, does Tony know that though? I mean, well, he I suspects, but yeah. he doesn't like know. Um, the the haircut woman, Josh. Is that who you're talking now about? She, no, the the mom. I think oh, the mom. mom. Yeah, she's super. She, like in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but always as the like either meth addicted or like 
trailer park mom. Yeah, so, she I'm plays. I'm curious yeah. if she worked before she looked like this. <laughs> right? Yeah. Did she like, start looking this way and start getting right. jobs as like white trash you, lady? Or yeah, yeah. You know that's what they're casting you as. Yeah, that, she. Uh, yeah, she's under no no illusions that <laughs> she's going to play anything other than that kind of character. I'm sure. Are they from Appalachia um, or Texas? Where her name is Dale Dickey. Tennessee. Okay. What's she been in? Um, and uh, she was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, let's see. To uh, do, I don't know any of her most known for, except for Iron Man three. That's on the the top four. Um, she's in shows, movies. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. She's uh she's in a lot of things. She has 124 credits on IMDb. <laughs> trying to scroll through. Oh, she was in Sons uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, my name clearly is clearly justified. Uh, yeah, justified. Uh, oh, Winter's Bone. Middle. <laughs> Every time. Uh, True Blood. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, what did she do as a as a younger person? Because oh, yeah, uh, I'm just assuming she came out of the womb looking like that with a name like Dale Dickey. <laughs> yep. right. oh, she was in the incredibly true story of two girls in love that was a good movie from the 90s um, oh yeah she didn't start working until 1995 well 92 hmm. she was in running wild uh, Andrea she says she was the meth mom. mom on breaking bad yes oh, the two that had the ATM. that yeah. is where I recognize her most from Holy that's what I mean crap. she just Always played these characters. Okay. Oh God. Yeah, the ones who jacked Jesse. God, that's yeah. oh. That's one of the most heart wrenching episodes. Fuck, yeah, it really is because right. you can tell uh, Jesse's trying to figure out where to bring this kid. <laughs> right. That two thousand one, uh, an episode of the X Files. She was a game warden. Huh. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that's still on brand. Yeah. So, all right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of playing game wardens. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I want more of those meth mom roles. Yeah, <laughs> give me a break. Uh, 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 2008, she was in Trailer Park of Terror. Hey, I've been to the Trailer Park of yeah. Terror. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty today. sure it's on the south side of Tucson. Here uh, we go. Nin- 19 episodes of My Name is Earl. Yeah. Um. So, all right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, haircut lady comes in. Um, she uh claims to be with Homeland Security. She cuffs Tony, kills a cop. <laughs> um, Tony, uh, she has a DEA badge. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I don't know if the sheriff noticed that either, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. huh? That is. Huh? Yeah. So uh. Either way, she was super suspicious. Like the sheriff yeah. was like, "Yeah, I don't right. know if I believe you." Yeah. She forgot which fic badge she was using, mm. it, or whatever government agent she killed. To steal well, and also, I'm pretty sure badges at this point aren't just the badge. It's like an ID with like the badge on the yeah. second, like together. Yeah, yeah, that's not how any of that's supposed to work. No, because anyone can make a badge. I guess right. anyone could make an ID too, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Everything's made. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. She, uh, Tony manages to get away. Um, she takes 
Uh, he gets he jumps out through to... a plate of glass. Yeah. With his face. Yes, he does. Yeah. Which yeah. reminds me, the um, wall of window, you know, again, the destruction of his house, the wall of windows on his Malibu home are just like, not even weather. No. Windows. <laughs> not double paned, not plexiglass. Nothing. Yep. Well, because they shattered like good old fashioned. Because Maya goes through that, like, like she's the one that breaks it. Her body is what breaks the window when her and and Pepper fly through it because Pepper couldn't yeah. get the the uh, repulsor to work. Yeah, that's like way way oh. back in the day when they used sugar glass to <laughs> break. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like they're like falling into bodies of water, going through glass, like just movie things that would kill yeah. a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so uh, Savin's outside. <laughs> he wastes his coffee. Both times I watched this, that made me laugh because he sees Tony and just <laughs> he tosses his coffee out but continues to hold the cup. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like a refills cheaper. He uh, planned to recycle that cup. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he thinks He's of the like, earth. I don't not care about everything. Uh, so, um, he, I'm not a nihilist, dude. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Earth's the Earth. It's our only I home. Feeling. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Tony's able to uh, take out Haircut Lady in an abandoned, not an abandoned, but an empty cafe. Um, he makes a microwave bomb. He uses her neck heat to melt his handcuffs. Yeah, that's funny, but cool. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about the body heat, um, but... Body body talk. Uh, uh, and it was cool that Tony drew her away from the public. Yeah. He knew she was volatile, like she might explode. Yeah. He doesn't know how it works. Something else I thought was neat is in the scene where he's down in the basement in the very beginning, he has that like um the practice dummy for like practicing hand to hand combat. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. And it was a subtle little nod because the most of this movie is Tony kicking at. Yeah. Not Iron Man. Yeah. And, we, and so it was even a little setup of like, he practices hand to hand combat. Yeah. 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 Tony's not just Iron Man. He's actually good at like physical hand to hand combat. Yeah. I, yeah, I appreciated the that. Biggest exploration in any well, and he's, he's clearly working on it too. Right. Like he's, he's doing post mortems on battles and things that he's been through and realized, yeah. oh, I should be training. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. He's probably like, Steve is not just a super soldier. He was already pretty good at fighting, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm going to be as good as Steve. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I could totally see that. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, then um, Tony, he, he kills Haircut Lady at this point. Um, she's up on the, the <laughs> telephone wires. Um, oh, yeah. That was hardcore. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, with the help, the, uh, Savin takes Harley hostage. Harley, with the help of the flash bomb, um, Tony, after, uh, after Savin dropped a water tower on him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He dropped a water. It's water. Yeah. It's fine. Water's fine. It's harmless. Also, he, also he's <laughs> melting, he's melting the water tower thing with his hands. He's, he was real lucky that it fell the way it did. That's that's beyond his superpowers to control which way gravity is going to make that thing go down. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, 
Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, they take out Savin. But after they leave, Savin gets up and heals himself from his wounds. Um, then there's well, he a, got a, that's a non-lethal weapon, right? Otherwise, Tony wouldn't have given it. No, to no, no, kid. no. Well, the, the kid used the flash bomb to oh, distract him and drop, and then he used the he repulsor yeah. blast him in the face. Yeah, that's right. So he was trying to kill him, but uh, yeah. So then there's another Mandarin broadcast in which he tells the president that the president needs to call him or he's going to shoot a hostage live. President calls, but the Mandarin shoots him anyways. He tells the public that the president is next. I'm gunning for you, Hulk. So for for our non-American listeners, <laughs> in case you're unaware, the United States of America, quote unquote, does not negotiate with terrorists. Yes. Yeah, it's our, the classic line. Mm-hmm. It's on our money. Yeah, it's literally, yeah, it's, it's in our school books. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If you're caught by terrorists, we will try to rescue you, but otherwise you're going to die. Yeah, we'll send more people in, but money, we'll you're trade not worth guns. a dollar. Yeah. yeah, we'll give guns. And we'll trade ammunition. And- yeah, we'll sell crack to uh, low-income black families, but we're not <laughs> We're not going to negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> They're like, what about a bake sale? No, no, bigger. Yeah. No, no, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to import crack <laughs> from Manuel Noriega we're, or cocaine. We're going to turn it into crack and we're going to create an epidemic in South Central Los Angeles. What's so hard to understand yep. about this? Well, and then we're going to use the proceeds from that to buy weapons. Exactly. Right. To sell weapons to, to the Iranians. To sell them to, to the Iranians who are going to use them to fight the Iraqis who are also going to sell weapons to. <laughs> right. It's they the American way. and sold weapons back to um, Manuel. But the, the, the takeaway uh, is we do not negotiate with terrorists. We do not. No, we do not. We, we do are proud not. to say we do not negotiate. <laughs> we, we, we do we, business we have, with terrorists. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Making deals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, the president sends Rhodey after the Mandarin. So, all right. Or, this is. Uh, okay. What so, an inspired Rhodey. idea. This is something I did not even really think about until this point. Um, tell me something, anything about MCU roadie roads. I'm not talking comics, MCU roadie roads besides he's war machine and he's Tony's good friend. Anything. And he's a colonel. colonel. Anything. Does he have a girlfriend? Does he, what city does he live in? Does he have any children? What's his favorite color? Hmm. We know nothing about a character who has been in the MCU since the first movie. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah. He uh tries not to drink at work. <laughs> yeah. But drinks at work. That's something <laughs> That's we learned. Like I'm, one... I'm hoping most colonels don't try to drink at work. Oh yeah. But, but uh, you're right. That's very two-dimensional. He's just the foil, you know, the devil's advocate for Tony. Yeah, he's but, just yeah, how two-dimensional. Yeah, we 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 know nothing nothing about this dude. They're treating him like he's a woman or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, they're treating him yeah. like Pepper. A gets, female character. Yeah, yeah. He is the most blank slate character that they are going to project something onto in um, the near future. Iron Wars, Wars. I assume. Yeah, Armor Wars. We're gonna finally find out something about Colonel Rhodey Rhodes. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope yeah. that we get him dating uh, Carol Danvers. Oh, I really do. That'd be really interesting. In the comics. 
I'd be really interested. They're the same age, but she is like uh, ageless. Yeah, she's yeah, but she's <laughs> the, the superpowers. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the space stone. Uh, but you're right. His like personality is always on display, but we know nothing yeah. about. Yeah, but, he is the yeah. most unexplored character, main character in the MCU. I think. Yeah, Rocket got more yeah, explanation. We, oh, absolutely. We know more about Vision than we do about Rhodey. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We yes. <laughs> Rhodey has or Vision has emotions. Before WandaVision, he had emotions and right. thoughts and was complex. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, it's a it's yeah. a uh, ruse, right? They, he sends the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he sends Rhodey for the Mandarin. Tony calls Rhodey. It's discovered that ain't. Yeah, this is the point where we discover him did the Iron Patriot upgrade. Um, Tony breaks into a news van. Um, so Rhodey also had one thing we do know about Rhodey is he's really bad at a uh, strong password and does not use two factor authentication. Not yeah. Well, yeah. and he uses his screen name as his password. Yes. There's no special. There's no special characters. It. There's no numbers in there. It's all caps. Rhodey, what are you doing? Yeah. Yes. Maybe that's why he keeps his personality so like. Uh, Right behind the scenes is because he's had his identity stolen. Yeah, so many. He knew his mother's maiden name and (laughs) the school he went to. (laughs) Too risky. Uh, um, So um, this is a point where he accidentally frees some some forced (laughs) like labor people. Yeah, that's uncomfortable and funny at the same time. Yeah, it's like you're free if if you weren't before. (laughs) He's so unsure. I I love them laughing. At his password. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, Tony breaks into a news van and with the help of tech guy played by, uh, uh, what's his face? Adam Pally. Adam Pally, yes. Upright, Gary. Uh, upright Comedy Happy Brigade, ending. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Happy Endings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on that set once while Andrea and I were. I, that's a good show. While filming. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so um, do, 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 uh, he he hacks into AIM's server and discovers that Extremis is what's being used to make these hot people hot. <laughs> hot or not. Uh, yeah, Hillary Swank, hot or not. <laughs> <laughs> that episode. Now we shall rank. Ask me if I would bang her. <laughs> he asked me if she was hot. Nobody Kevin. gets her ass. She's not. Like she's Rachel. not hot. <laughs> so, I love Kevin. Kevin yeah. weighing oh. in on that. My vote is in the hot yes. category. Hillary Swank. Don't worry. I got your back. Uh, <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needs to. Yeah. <laughs> she gets her ass kicked so much. Oh my she's god. A very active listener to the show. In case <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hillary. Hillary she is a, a patron. Friend of the show, Hillary Swank. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, it also makes limbs grow back. Um, so Tony assumes that Aldrich sold his tech to the Mandarin. Meanwhile, at a hotel, Maya and Pepper hold up. They're having some uh, girl talk. Does this pass the <laughs> Bechdel test? Type. Did they talk about something that wasn't Tony? I feel like maybe in there they slipped some stuff yeah. in. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, they talk, well, they have a, they a talk, number of conversations throughout. They talked about they talked about her research. They did discuss yeah, right. her research and talked about uh, what's his face from the Nazis. 
Yeah. Or, or Von Braun. Von Braun. Um, yeah. Wonderful. That's right. Landing on the wrong country. That's a great or landing on the landing on the wrong planet. That's a great mm-hmm. quote. Yeah, it is. So yeah, Bechtel test. Good for you, Iron Man three. Um, Shane Black. Yeah. Um. So then Aldrich shows up. We discover that Maya has been working with him, and they kidnap Pepper. Um, then in the Middle East, this is the point where Rhodey gets taken prisoner inside his armor. Um, back in Tennessee, Jarvis comes back online, tells Tony that they traced the Mandarin to Miami. <laughs> Woo! Uh, going back to Miami. Uh, I think it was Pitbull all along. Just a fun girls weekend in Miami. Uh, The suit is charging too slowly to be of use, so Tony has another anxiety attack, but Harley talks him down by reminding him he's a mechanic and can just build stuff. Just build something. It's how you became Iron Man. Yeah, It's how you saved your life. I really liked how this is played. Um, I really liked... Mm -hmm. Tony's take on it. I like the sudden switch. Like, um, it is funny that PS- PTSD can be cured by <laughs> reminding you that well, you can build stuff, but it was played really well. Not to go too deep into it. The way that I interpreted this, I love this movie for this reason, because the arc of the PTSD thing is Tony doesn't have control over his physical reaction to his experience, to his right. PTSD. But him regaining control over the situation, like, oh, building things. Oh, I can mm-hmm. do something. When he concentrates on something, yeah. he's not anxious. That's giving him some form of control. And that's a thing with people who experience trauma. It's like, oh, yeah. you don't have control. You are now reliving your traumatic experience. Yeah. No, and having something to control may take some of that edge off. Yeah. No, and absolutely. I, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's Tony being taken control back. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I read it the same way. It's well crafted. Sure. I, I am I Iron Man. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like the suit isn't Iron Man. I am Iron Man. I am. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I must admit, um, for being such a tired trope, it was a good use of a kid. Oh, yeah. this was in one of the best kids in a movie I've in a long well, time. Yeah, yeah. And Tony's such an asshole to him and such a, fun way where it's like jesus man you're such a dick to this kid right but what's great then is that the kid gives it back to him the whole like wait yeah you're emotionally yeah. Un- manipulating me <laughs> and he's like addicted <laughs> him and he drives away and you almost feel bad for the kid and then the kid like goes like oh, it was worth a try yeah amazing i forgot yeah, the kid had agency in it absolutely yeah he did he did yeah he was a well-rounded character um, in, when he's in the Jones Crab Shack and the two kids come up for the um, autograph, he says to the one kid, I loved you in a Christmas story. Yeah. So the real Ralphie, Peter Billingsley, he's a business partner and producer of John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're tight and they've even yeah. been in each other's movies. And he, stuff, he cameoed but, in the first yeah. uh, Iron Man. Yeah. He did well, didn't, didn't didn't he come back in, in um, Far From oh, Home? he did. He did. Yeah. He was one. He was he one. Of, him. He was one of yeah. uh, Miss Mysterio's dudes. That's yeah, right. Yeah, one of those scientists that made the yeah made the shit work. Tech guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. So all right. So um, at this point, Tony goes to Home Depot, builds a bunch of stuff, and heads to Miami with. <laughs> 
He takes with him his uh, homemade weapons and breaks into the Mandarin's compound, takes out a bunch of guards, and discovers a couple of girls in the Mandarin's bedroom. Mandarin comes out of the bathroom. He is he is not very... Uh, um, he, he really should be like double flushing. And he did not wash his hands. It was flush... <laughs> Door open, like, dude. Trevor don't care. Trevor, Trevor, dude, you're about to, ha- you got two, you got some people over. Wash your hands. <laughs> Tony's trip to Home Depot basically just came off as, a, you know, a serial killer's trip to Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. These Reminded are random, me of suspicious items. Walter White at the end of Breaking Bad, you know, right. buying the garage door opener and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. What are you making? <laughs> Or in one of the early episodes when when uh, he sent Jesse, and then it was yeah. like Skinny Pete. And- <laughs> That's <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> but um, is this our first MCU um, hero disguise? That's the hoodie, sunglasses, and uh, baseball cap. Oh, is this our first yeah, time? Because yeah. it's going to come back again and again oh, and again. It comes back in every movie after this for sure. That is the. Yeah. That, and it's funny. Jude and I were talking about this because um, he was like, "But isn't that also how celebrities try to dress when they're trying to avoid the paparazzi?" And I was like, yeah. "You're yeah. right." And Hoodie I think and ball I think it may be because of all the movies they're in. That's how they dress in disguise, so they think that's just how you're supposed to look nonchalant. Well, it's also known as the Unabomber. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, at this point, we discover, we get the twist of the movie. The Mandarin is not real. He's Trevor. Trevor Slattery. He's an actual. Friends we made along the way. Yeah. The real Mandarin is Hong Kong Fui. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Th- we found that this Mandarin is chicken. Uh. So, (laughs) yeah, you got it. So, Trevor's an actor who was hired by AIM to play the part of a super terrorist. Um, Ben, I. And uh, I liked this point. He said uh, that uh, he needed someone to take credit for some accidental explosions. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, there were just like his research was going weird and like, and. Okay, what do we do? We invent terrorists. We or we don't invent a terrorist. We borrow, borrow the identity of a known no. terrorist? Well, no, no, no. The Mandarin didn't exist. They did invent him. They invented him. Okay. In, in this yeah. film, they definitely invented him. Um, okay. And they also use him to throw off, you know, the Patriot and Iron Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Send him to locations he's not really. It's a good use of media and villainy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I think it's the only possible way that in 2013 they could have included the Mandarin, um, given the extremely racist caricature he was in the comics. And the name. Yeah. 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 Even the name is a little. mm, Well, and and, you're right. Like, oh, it was a character. Yeah. And they didn't hire an Asian actor, which is good. Um, And they made him like he's like cross cultural. He's like. Looks slightly Middle Eastern, looks slightly far Eastern yeah, Asian. Sounds like a Baptist preacher. Sounds like, like a Baptist preacher, that. absolutely. And but yeah, so like they made made it they made it as unracist as you possibly could, given the history. Um but uh um this Trevor is Trevor spills the beans and he's all Yeah, Trevor okay. tells him everything. Um but at this this is a really controversial thing in the MCU. This 
this uh this take of the mandarin um i'm fine with it personally i yeah, have no problem i have no problem with the the mandarin being trevor i have no problem with this take it on it made it make sense oh uh, yeah it, i love it it's one of my favorite decisions yeah um you would have to have an unnecessary battle that would move things up Right, or if Do you know what I mean, or or if the Mandarin had actually just been the Mandarin, like even if like it was Ben Kingsley as this character and he wasn't Trevor, he was just the Mandarin. I mean, even that that would have just kind of been boring. Yeah, right. He would have to deal with him and then Aldridge. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So uh, Savin arrives. Tony is taken prisoner and handcuffed into a bed frame. Um, that yeah. Like Rambo, they didn't have anything more. Yeah, well, yeah, no. This this is what really reminded me. It was a Shane Black movie. Like I could totally see um, Mel Gibson in a Lethal Weapon movie, like tied up like that. Yep. Yeah, being tortured and laughing. Yeah. Um. So uh, Maya shows up. She tells him she needs his help to make Extremis stable. Uh, she reveals that Tony Tony left a formula on the card in 1999 that he left behind. He does not it remember a, it. It was a memento of sorts. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, Aldrich shows up, tells him that when he was stood up on New Year's Eve, he was going to kill himself, but then instead decided to be a secret evil scientist instead of <laughs> instead of a public evil scientist. Yeah, once again, like Robert Vaughn and Superman, it's just like, just stay on the path you're on. Yeah. You'll do fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if your experiments eventually work, you're you're set. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to be evil. You really don't. Like, you you're going to be okay. It's, it's a good scheme. Ask Steve Jobs. You don't have to be evil. Yeah. Or do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we know Steve Jobs wasn't a secret evil? Scientist. Yeah, every time my iPhone overheats, I think that. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Aldrich um, reveals that Pepper is his prisoner and has been given the extremist treatment. Um, he's threatening to kill Tony if Tony doesn't join him. Um, and then Maya has a change of heart and tries to save Tony. So Aldrich just shoots her. Then he yeah. g- goes into the next room where Rhodey is. And gives Rhodey the old heat hands on his I, on the torso. I don't understand, like Mr. Miyagi. Yes, why he just shot her. Also, that's you know, it's a Shane Black thing too. I it's think. an unceremonious way it, to kill somebody. It is, and it's also we don't have a place for you in the third act. Well, I I just but it's like you have no like he could have fire breathed her or lit her on fire. Uh, or, yeah. yeah. You it was know. one of those just like, oh, you think that's leverage? You think I care? Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like I'm just discarding you. Like I think so yeah. little of you, I'm just gonna shoot you. And I'm not weak like you, Tony. Like just some chick's not gonna stop me from doing XYZ. Yeah. Um then so meanwhile the Mark forty twos finished charging. <laughs> I loved the goons. I loved the goons in the scene. Oh yeah. The one with the long hair played a lot of goons in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, it flies to Tony. He kills the goons guarding him. He gets outside just in time to see Aldrich flying away in a helicopter and Seven flying away in the Iron Patriot armor. Tony discovers Mark. Kind Ford- of a Thor move. 
You know, just holding his hand out, waiting for the armor yeah. to arrive. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like it's coming, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Tony discovers the Mark Forty Two isn't quite in flying shape yet. Rhodey escapes his captors. They get together and discover from Trevor the location that Pepper is at, and where Aldrich is going. They're on a boat. A motherfucking boat. A motherfucking boat. Uh, Tony calls the vice president. And tells him that the Iron Patriot is a Trojan horse. But we discover the VP is not going to help. And in fact, he has a daughter, granddaughter, some sort of child relative with only one leg. And thus, he's decided to depose the president (laughs) and and support a terrorist organization in order... I mean... Okay. Yeah. They're like, what about wounded warriors, Mr. Vice President? He's no. Like, no, no, no. My no. granddaughter. Yeah. Um, I mean, after the last five years, I'm. it's more realistic than ever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it did come out of nowhere, I felt. It yeah. was one little plot point in this movie where it was like, yeah. That was oh. really like, oh, the vice <laughs> president's <laughs> evil? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, Savin arrives at Air Force One in the Iron Patriot suit and boards the plane. He takes the president hostage and disables the plane. Tony shows up and fights Savin, <laughs> finally killing him. Uh, he does a daring mid-air rescue of a bunch of people falling to their death. Oh, uh, my gosh. That I don't know. Get off my plane. Um <laughs> Yeah, the like Olympics, you know, holding of hands. Yeah, it wasn't the, uh, terrible, but it was barrel of monkeys was yes. uh, what he called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A game I've never understood how to play. <laughs> There's monkeys and they're in a barrel. There's not a lot yeah. more to it. <laughs> I thought this was this was a relatively clever use of the Iron Man suit, though, to solve the problem. Electrify the surface of their skin so they mm-hmm. get real grippy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Can't carry everybody. It, it was clever. It was it, a clever. Yeah, use. yeah it, it was, was an interesting set piece for sure. Um. So then uh, Tony, it's revealed the Mark two gets hit by a truck. It's revealed that Tony was flying it remotely. Um, and then he has Jarvis remotely fly all 41 of his other suits to Miami from the rubble of his house. <laughs> to Miami just every time I don't know it doesn't like they're going down for a party yeah oh I know yeah uh, the president arrives at Aldrich's ship um, he's in the Iron Patriot suit Aldrich reveals that he's working with the vice president he's going to kill the president on TV under the cover of the Mandarin doing it and the reason mean the Mandarin is doing it is because there was an oil spill that the president helped the executives not face justice for so oil spill um yeah that's what they're using uh i just i looked up the the flights for la to fort lauderdale because you can't fly malibu to miami that's a five-hour flight in a commercial jet okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah how fast does the iron man suit go well, I mean, to be fair, he called them during the day and they got there at night. That's fair. 
<laughs> they had a layover in Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah, they had to land in Dallas. They had to take a bus. Yeah, everyone, no matter where you're going, you have to land in Dallas. Yeah, while. no matter what, to be like, I'm flying from L.A. to San Francisco, but I have a layover in Dallas. <laughs> right. Going from New York to Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going from London to Paris with a layover in Dallas. <laughs> Um, so, um, of, of, or of not note, um, he called it the house party protocol. Yes. Yeah. Which would have been useful when his house was under attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have had him just floating all around. Like that house attack. That's like the weakest link in this entire movie. I feel like that. And well, the ending is, I, I, I would have loved to have a moment of like Jarvis, what the hell happened? Yeah, something. Like, dude, yeah. you had me running math. That's all I was doing. I'm not yeah, artificial right. intelligence. A, I'm just a computer. That's a plot hole. Because he this was silent through that whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. With, and give, at the end, he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Wait, I, <laughs> I invited the Mandarin to attack me, and then I'm completely unready to be attacked by the yeah. Mandarin. Yeah. And this thing that monitors even my blood pressure is not uh, no idea is not going to warn me at all that three helicopters with yeah. missiles are coming in. It would have been really funny to have Jarvis say something along the lines of like, I saw you invite him to the house. So I figured <laughs> yeah. you wanted him to come. Cool. Yeah. Like, Sorry. Party Tomahawk missiles. They could have explained it away. Some <laughs> <laughs> party talk filled with cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Pinata>. <laughs> a cocaine pinata. <laughs> just, it just flies you know everywhere like done. flour. Oh god, yeah, you somebody. Know it's been done. Somebody's done that. Um so all right. So um Tony and Rody arrive. They see uh the president in the um Iron Patriot armor. They're he's going to get exploded. So they sneak onto the boat. They get surrounded by goons. Tony's suits all arrive, piloted by Jarvis. They t- start taking out the extremist-powered goons. Rhodey goes to rescue the president. Tony gets in a suit, goes to rescue Pepper. Aldrich shows up, uses his extremist powers to destroy Tony's suit. Pepper falls into a fire, and Tony assumes she's dead. So um, he has names he has like pet names for all the different suits. Yeah. Um, I only caught three. There was Igor, Heartbreaker, and Red Snapper. <laughs> yeah, I remember the the marketing for this movie. They had a ton of names. There's yeah, all kinds of Kevin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> had a specific <laughs> name. Yeah, Herschel. Yeah, well, he's an insomniac, you know. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, um, they fridge Pepper. Rhodey rescues the president. Uh, Tony gets into another suit. He fights Aldrich, who destroys that suit. Um, then Tony causes Mark 42 to blow up and injure Aldrich. But Aldrich is still kicking. He's about to kill Tony when Pepper arrives. She's not dead. And she uses her uh, extremist powers to kill Aldrich. Uh, Tony blows up the rest of his suits and the day is saved in a montage. We get the most unrealistic thing where a sitting vice president 
g- actually g- has to face the consequences of his actions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jumping back a little bit, I, I loved Pepper's line after she uh, takes out Killian. She says, oh, yeah. oh my God, that was really violent. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I Who's see the hot mess now. Yeah. I see why you don't want to get rid of the suits. What am I going right. to complain about now? Yeah. Now I understand. You literally saved the world from an alien invasion only because you were Iron Man. Yeah. You know, the only one who could do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But like now, now I see. Mm-hmm. It took Guy Pierce. Everybody my eyes. is underplaying Tony's sacrifice. <laughs> Throughout this entire movie. Yes, you're yes. right. They're acting like he got in a car accident or something. Like, yeah, you we know. know. Traumatic, but yeah. not, no, he was sacrificing. He was sacrificing himself by grabbing a nuclear missile and flying it through a wormhole to wormhole. the other side of the galaxy to blow up an alien spaceship. There yeah, would be like messianic cults formed around this sacrifice. Right. Like, for right. real, if and somebody actually like, did this. So yeah. Like, also, it this happens in so many movies, especially superhero movies, and it's so frustrating. For everyone else who did the extremist thing, it was almost like a death sentence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you were going to mm-hmm. be addicted to this stuff, or you're going to eventually blow up. But, you know, Pepper just gets better. Like it was such a simple little process that they did. Yeah, well, I mean. It, it only takes Tony 15 minutes to solve any problem. Any problem. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, and he was shown the formula on the back of the card uh, for five seconds. So he just memorized it. I'm not saying they didn't explain it, but that happens so often. Yeah. It's super easy because he's Tony. problem for the whole movie, but then the heroes. Yeah. Yeah. It's super easy. just shake it off. Um, Yeah. So, all right. Um, Yeah. Um, He gets the extremists removed from Pepper. Trevor's arrested. He decides to have the shrapnel removed from his chest, which seems like mm-hmm. a fairly simple procedure. <laughs> yeah, never did before. Yeah, even in Iron Man 2 when it was going to kill him. He mm-hmm. had, rather than going in for a simple procedure, he decided to invent a new element. How's and it even almost a procedure? Die. Just put a magnet over that thing. I know it is an electromagnet, but you know. Turn that off real quick and then just suck it. Yeah, Metal but off. like, okay, I don't know. It, does, yeah. it just makes Iron yep. Man 2 look even worse <laughs> with the, like how simple it was to take the shrapnel out. Yeah. Um, yeah, Happy wakes up from his coma <laughs> in time for the new episode of Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, Harley gets a bunch of cool science stuff and Tony declares in voiceover once again that he is Iron Man. He's so were we the the Harley thing. I just want to we'll linger on him for just a second. Were we getting possible the possibility of an Iron Lad? I think there is supposed to be a young Avengers like being banter, yeah. banter And we did see Harley show up again in Endgame. So it's entirely right. possible that this is an Iron Lad Iron thing Lad. that's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um and there's the after credits, which um, was a fun way to explain narration. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Narration is so, um, you know, lazy most of the time. It is. Shane Black loves it. There's yeah, narration yeah. over, like, Shane Black, like, he is all yeah. about narration. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and after credits, we discover through all of this that Tony was telling his story to Bruce Banner, who, who fell asleep. Right, right around 
burn. Yes. Yeah. And New Year, so burn. the very beginning of the movie. I love the like, yeah. I'm not that kind of doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was very Bones McCoy. This, this changed the whole movie. It changed everything about the context of the movie. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's an incredible so once, thing. Once, once Tony finds out he wasn't listening, he starts to launch into 1983. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where he starts to tell another story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was like, ones. "I still had a nanny at 14 years old." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, and that is the movie. All right. Um, so, when, when did this movie happen? Um, well, right, because it happened on Christmas. So, he's telling this past story. Did this happen? But it's before? not the distant past. No, because the Avengers. No, no, no. Definitely well, after the Avengers because they talk chronologically in place, like Iron yeah. Patriot. I mean, I mean well, Pepper. and they clearly talk about the Avengers throughout. It's definitely Avengers happened on the date of the Avengers release, May second, twenty twelve, is the date of the Battle of New York in universe in the MCU. So it's funny yeah. that he's retelling it to Bruce because yeah. it was probably in the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. But so, um, I imagine this was probably taking place Christmas, twenty twelve. Because okay. in 2013, yeah, so May of 2013, is when he's on the couch with Bruce telling him the story, I'd imagine. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, like, a year has passed since the Avengers. Maybe he went home to Malibu for Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And left Yeah. Bruce at the mansion or something. Because they were together at the end of the Avengers movie. They were right. both I going to the Ark. Doesn't uh, Tony Avengers move tower. into the tower? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he moves to New York, doesn't he? The house is destroyed. Yeah. yeah, because in the beginning, yeah, huh? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just trying to place it like in like a physical time, but I think you're right. Right no. after. Yeah, but it's a I, good point, Brian, because it's like you're you're retelling a an epic adventure in your life, and it's you know it just happened. It just happened. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, we uh. As far as unanswered questions go, um, we kind of covered all the ones I had. It was mostly about the attack on the house and then a little bit about of uh, the rabbit's paws. <laughs> the rabbit's paws, yeah, <laughs> yes. And a little bit about um, uh, Aldrich's uh, motivation for wanting to murder Tony. I mean, yeah. if, if you're crazy, if I, I suppose if you're that much of a sociopath to begin with, getting stood up is a good enough reason. Yeah. Yeah, to a uh, yeah to a narcissist. Yeah, or a megalomaniac. Imagine if somebody stood Trump. Up. I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, but I bet it loses his mind when people stand. Oh, up. absolutely, absolutely. Like kill list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. I don't know. You guys have uh, some final thoughts on this one. Um, like you said, it's not without its problems, but it's a charming movie. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the action's good and uh, it's fun. This is one of my favorite MCU movies, and it is low ranked on most people's lists. Yeah, I like it better than the second one, even though Mickey Rourke and Sam Rockwell were great. They were great, but I, I definitely, I also, I agree. I like this much better than the second one. I think it's a much, mm -hmm. I, I, it's um, a much better movie. Did yeah. we didn't mention all Hail the King, or Hail the King, the one shot? Oh, Hail yeah. To the King. We haven't mentioned any of the one shots, and there's been a few. Um, yeah, this one's the only one that really interconnects 
with anything cinematically, but there's a documentarian who arrives at the prison to interview Trevor Slattery mm. and murders all of the prisoners who are like in Trevor's little cadre of people mm. um, under orders from the actual Mandarin to kidnap him. He oh. kidnaps him, right? He doesn't kill Trevor. I don't okay. remember. I, I don't remember. But it's incredible. It's a really fun, like, twist on the twist. Hmm. Yeah. Um. God. When did they stop doing the one shots? I, I can't remember. Where do you find those? Are they, like, I think, extras? Uh, they were on... They, I think that one was on the Thor 2 DVD. I think. I don't remember. They, yeah, yeah. They all uh, came Dark out World. on... They all came out on DVDs. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, I, I, they did stop doing them at one point, but um, there, there was a number of them. Coulson was in a few. Um, yeah, that's that's basically what Agents of Shield and Agent Carter were born out of. Yeah, the the Marvel Agent Carter started as a one shot oh, also. Right. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, we, I don't know. Maybe we should look at all the one shots sometime and just do a quick uh, yeah, um, Patreon special for it or something. But um, um. Yeah, they stopped doing them at some point, but they they are canon MCU. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, you guys ready to rank Iron Man three? Sure. All right, let's see here. Um, I think a good jumping off point, and let me go ahead and I will will uh, look at the the ranking here, so you guys can take a look too. I think a good jumping off point. Iron Man 2 we've got at number 16 and I want to put just above that well and then the original Iron Man we have at number 3 so um well we said it we said at least you and I said we think it's better than 2 yeah and Brian said Um, it's one of his favorites so I'd imagine Brian number 1 was a necessary evil I mean like I didn't love Obadiah Stane and that bullshit but it had to happen and it set a precedent so I don't I think Iron Man 1 is where it should be so, yeah um, yeah no no I agree so, I, the first Iron Man was watching it again for the first time in a long time the first Iron Man was just like like wow this is so fun I yeah. I put this in my mind around Dark Knight Rises which we've got at number 9 yeah so I, I think I think this is better than that because yeah. it's more campy and fun I personally agree. I think it's better than Dark yeah. Knight Rises. I could put it in between Spider-Man and Rises. Yeah, definitely think it's, it's a good like hero disassembled story. Yeah, it's I've got a Christmas vibe if you want yeah. that, but it's not over. It's got a kid, but that's not overly done. Yeah, yeah, it hits a lot of the notes. I I could so ag- that's where I stay. Yeah, I could agree to that. In between, so, same. All right, <laughs> that yeah. was that was fast yeah, and simple. We're all on board. We'll put it at number nine. Votes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Iron Man three goes at number nine, knocking Superman out of the top ten again. It just barely got back there with our. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, Superman is is in its own category, but at the same time, it didn't feel like it was starting a universe. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, I yeah. mean, it's a special movie, and it deserves to be ranked high. But it was, um, but you it know, stands alone. Yeah, no it's Iron no Man Iron Man like, three. Oh, shit. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, it just opened the door. It's <laughs> no Iron Man three. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so, all right. That's funny. Shane Black has worked with the Donner Party quite a bit. Actually. Oh, the Lethal, oh Lethal Weapon. Yeah, that was Richard yeah. Donner. I forgot about that. Yeah. Huh. Um, so that brings us to uh, next week. And next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are going to be watching Man of Steel. Uh, (laughs) I can tell from the reaction we're all looking forward to that one Neil before Zod Uh, Neil before Russell Crowe yeah Uh, Man of Steel back to the Snyderverse actually our first our first DC Snyder movie Um, God Uh, uh, all right. Battle sequence. Well, Watchmen is DC. Watchmen is, but the you know, but it's not. But Snyderverse. The Snyderverse. Our first trip into alternate Snyderverse. The Snyderverse. Yeah. So, um, that's next week, everybody. Um, thank you all for hanging out with us on Harmless Phosphorescence. This is Throw Smiley, and I'm going to go because honestly, I hate working here. They are all so weird. I'm Josh CC, and uh, you loved me in a Christmas story. <laughs> I'm Brian Lesh, and that's, I feel much better. It's nice having someone listen to me talk. Some people call me a terrorist. I consider myself an Alaric Weber. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that is it, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We don't negotiate with Alarics. <laughs> <laughs>